to Totalus Rankium. This week, Nerva. Welcome to Talus Rankium. I am Jamie. I'm Rob. This is episode 13 and we are ranking all the emperors from Augustus to Augustulus. <gasps> Lucky 13. Yes. And um, it's not 13th emperor though. 12th emperor. No, no. But 13th episode so it's all yeah. badly I feel. Oh dear. Okay. Mm. That's a shame. That's <laughs> nice, nice down at the start <laughs> yes. of the episode. Yes. Love your expectations listeners. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's Nerva. It's Nerva. It's Nerva. But we're not going to start with Nerva. No. Because I forgot to thank a very special person last week. Oh. Yes. Who? Suetonius. Oh. Yes. <gasps> because we have him no more. Oh. Suetonius is dead. Oh. Yeah. Well, he's been dead for, you know. Well, he's been dead for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. But now we no longer <laughs> have the Twelve Caesars, which I've been drawing heavily from. Oh. Yeah, so I, I thought... Sorry, just imagine those listeners when you said no, so Tony's is dead, and they're going, "What? <laughs> no! <laughs> no one told me." Yeah, so um, don't worry. So we're going to have a little section on on Suetonius oh, first, that's nice. and then we'll decide whether he can go and spectate in the Colosseum. <laughs> so he was born around the year of sixty nine CE. So that's the year oh, before emperors. Okay. Yeah, we don't know when exactly. It could have been seventy. It could have been sixty eight. I think it was 69, right in the middle. That's nice. Yeah. The moment Galba was executed, he was... Yeah. <laughs> that was the noise. <laughs> he just panned over in Rome slightly. <laughs> and that's what was going on. Just a, a scene of the city in a... Yeah. In the distance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he was um, born to an equestrian rank family. His father was a tribune, a military tribune for the 13th Legion. So he was in charge of all the admin stuff. Okay. For the 13th Legion, that's all very nice. Organiser. Yeah. He probably wasn't actually born in Rome, despite what we <gasps> just said. Yeah. Um, he was probably, recent thinking is, born in um, Africa. Oh, really? Yes. Um, it's not in my notes, and I'm trying to remember where exactly. Uh, Numidia, which isn't a place anymore. No, that's I was a Roman province. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Roman province of Numidia, we think, is where... He was born, but we don't know. Maybe he was born in Rome. It's hard to say. Yeah. Right. He did well in his education. We can deduce by the oh. fact that he wrote so much. Yeah. He became friends with Pliny the Younger. Oh, yeah. He's because the elder died during uh, the eruption. No. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes. He okay. died on the watch. Pliny the Younger's one that went, I'm not going over there. The mountain's exploding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, screw yeah. that. Yeah, so... Uh, Suetonius <laughs> became friends with him. Well, Pliny the Younger's more of, of senatorial class, so it's possibly more of a, a patron-client okay. relationship. Yeah, Pliny describes Suetonius as quiet and studious, and a man dedicated to writing. Ah, yeah. and accuracy. Yes. <laughs> uh, we'll get on to that. Um, <laughs> Pliny's friendship with Trajan, because Pliny was good friends with Trajan, helped Suetonius gain some tax breaks at one point. Good. Yeah. That's what good politicians do. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> definitely. In Rome, if you had three children, you got tax breaks because you were producing enough children for Rome to continue. So you're doing them a favour. Yeah. Oh, um, Suetonius didn't have three children, but he got the tax breaks anyway. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. It's good to know the emperor. It is good to know, yeah. It is. Who is the emperor, sorry? Trajan. Trajan. This time. So he, he became. Um... I'll spoil it for next episode, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he became friends. Friends might be a strong word, but he, he knew Trajan. And then when Tra Trajan died, 
another spoiler. Um, <laughs> he served as Hadrian's secretary. Oh. So he worked directly under Hadrian. So Hadrian was after Trajan? Yes. Spoiler. Yeah. Well, we're deep spoiler territory <laughs> yeah, here, yeah. aren't we? Um, Hadrian dismissed him for his services oh. when he became excessively intimate with the Empress Sabina. <gasps> Scandal! Yeah. Not only that, he got chucked out of the services with his friend, who was the um, Praetorian Prefect at the time. Uh, so was it a menage Ooh, Who knows? The Twelve Caesars is dedicated to that friend. Oh. Oh, yes. Ooh. Scandalicious. Yes. Yeah. Tasty. Yeah. So, um, some books he wrote. He wrote books? He wrote books. He wrote The Twelve Caesars, mm. or The Lives of the Emperors. Mm. He also wrote The Lives of Grammarians, people in charge of grammar in Rome. Oh, oh. I think they got uniforms. Is that like the same book as uh, Eats, Shoots and Leaves, just like a book about grammar, how to use it? <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, say okay. that. Right. Yeah. Also, The Lives of Rhetoricians. That sounds right. Yeah. Get the word rhetoric and put sheans on the end. I don't know how you do that. Um, But yeah, there you go. So, People Who Spoke. Okay. He he wrote some biographies on them. Then he wrote The Lives of Poets. So, yeah. I'm noticing a theme in his writing. There's definitely a theme here. Biographical. Yes. The Lives of Historians. Ah. Yeah. Did he include Claudius in that, do you think? Uh, he was a history writer, wasn't he? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know. He probably already covered that ground. That's true, yeah. yeah. I think Pliny the Younger was uh, included there. Okay. Yeah. Lives of Famous Halls. That's like the kind of book you get in the like a tabloid newspaper, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that is a translation issue here. This is <laughs> at the front of the Robert Graves translation. He translated it as this but it could also be translated as lives of the famous courtesans. So it's like, uh, uh, yeah. Well, were courtesans sort of synonymous with people that used to um, you'd pay for pleasure? Yeah, yeah. It, it depends how derogatory you want to be with the word, <laughs> yeah. though, really, isn't it? Yeah. And he did lots of others that weren't lives of, but my favourite was a book called Greek Terms of Abuse. <laughs> it's like Greek swear words. Yes. And how to use them. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. <laughs> So there you go. So that that's Suetonius, and he's going to be missed because um, all that juicy detail we've been getting about mm. stabbing flies and things like that, hiding behind curtains and all sorts, that's all Suetonius. <laughs> so and, it's probably not true. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, he did have a huge access to the library when he worked for Hadrian mm. and Trajan. Um, so a lot of what he says is quite reliable, but maybe when he goes into the nitty-gritty detail, maybe it's embellished a bit. It's hard to tell. We never will know. But it's very entertaining. It's entertaining, and that's what I, I'd say is more important for this podcast. Historical this... accuracy. Yes. <laughs> we try... and I don't think we've fooled anyone to thinking we're historical uh, academics. No, I don't think so. I mean, we try to stay on the straight and narrow, but... Yeah, it's sometimes fun to know about the fun and juicy bits, right? Yeah, exactly. So, it's... unfortunately, it's going to be harder to come across that in future, but we'll try our best. And let's start right now. So let's let's begin today's episode after that little, yeah. little introduction. Oh, is Sutanis going to get to go and watch in the Coliseum? I think he deserves to. Yeah, we'll he, do he, that he, Without him, we wouldn't... Yeah, you know. and we've also got Tastus that I've been drawing from a lot That's recently. True. He's just not as interesting. True. I was thinking as well, at the end of the episode, we need to, because we put um, Titus and Domitian, no, Vespasian and Domitian to the, uh, the Colosseum, we didn't do a, a, a toot on the horn and a popper. Oh, yeah, I forgot we were going to do that, weren't we? Yeah. And we didn't. Should we do that at the end of the episode? Okay. We'll do that, because that's probably the only chance this week we're going to have to do it. <laughs> 
Not that I'm uh, <laughs> prejudging. Okay, I'm, I'm going to find some reason to get him in now you said that. <laughs> okay. Come on, Nerva. Come on, Nerva. Right, let's start. So, here we are. We are at the Five Good Emperors. Oh, the beginning of. The beginning of. Oh, because I've heard of Hadrian. Yeah. And I've heard... No. Yeah, yeah. Hadrian was one of this. So you've yeah. heard of the Five Good Emperors before. Or well, the concept of it. No, but I've heard no. of Hadrian. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, the Five Good Emperors was a... A phrase coined by Gibbon, the famous historian, he said this, If a man were called to fix the period in history of the world, during which the condition of the human race was the most happy and prosperous, he would, without hesitation, name that which elapsed from the death of Domitian to the accession of Commodus. So that he's saying there, the best time in history was in Rome, under the rule of Nerva, Trajan, Hadrian, Antoninus, Pius, and Marcus Aurelius, which are our next five emperors. So these are now known as the Five Good Emperors. So? So, the next five episodes, we're going to really see if they deserve that. Yeah, Yeah. our opinion matters, I think. Far more than Givens. Yeah, who's Givens? What's this primate talking about? Yeah, no no one's going to pencil. Exactly. So, let's, let's start. His family were part of the equestrian class. Of course he. Yes, and not patricians, which is just becoming more and more common nowadays. Um, however, the family had risen in the late Republic, with several of his family gaining consulships. So this is pre-Augustus. Okay. His family had, had risen quite high. His grandfather was a close personal friend of Tiberius, and went to live on the island of Capri with him when Tiberius ran off. Ooh, yeah, it's dirtier, bit, bad island. Yeah, it's all a bit dodgy, isn't it? But, but so his family have close ties to the uh, imperial family. Nova's father became a consul under Caligula. He's doing well then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, Caligula also made Claudius a consul just because he thought it would be funny. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And joked about making his horse a console, so it doesn't necessarily mean Nervous Father was doing That's good true. things. So he did look down upon the, the whole Senate and the console, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, he did. So. Mm. Yeah. But still, his father became console, so that's his family. And that's mm. about all we've got. And this is going to keep coming up today. We do not know a huge amount about Nerva. We'll make it up. Yeah, we're filling the gaps. The he was 13, he, um, <laughs> he, got a really, he got flu, but he did recover. Okay. So. And, it, and his pet goat passed away, unfortunately. Aww. Same year. Same year. Tough year. Tough year. Yeah. You've jumped ahead, though, because we're about to say when he was born. Come on, keep with chronological order. Okay, cut that bit. (laughs) I'll splice it in later. Right. Uh, (laughs) He was born in either 30 or 35. We don't really know. It depends on which source you believe. Okay. It's quite a stretch. Yeah, his name was Marcus Cacaius Nerva. Or Cacaius or Cochius, depending on how you pronounce that. Cochius. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. We're calling him Nerva. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I just crossed Mar- it out Marcus from Nerva. We'll, we'll stick with that. Yeah, it's fine. All right. He was born, hazard a guess where he was born? Rome. No. Oh. He was born in Narnia. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. No, no. Hey, no, he, he was. wasn't. He really was. No. Yeah. There were no talking lions. <laughs> No, he was, honestly. He was born in Narnia. No, no, he wasn't, Rob. That's. This isn't April. This is not an April Fool. There's no such place as Narnia. There used to be. Not anymore. There they never sh- has been. It's fictional. They shut the wardrobe. It's gone. <laughs> um, I think the modern name for it's Narni or something, uh, a town in Italy, but it used to be called Narnia. So there you go. Okay, I'll write it down, but it doesn't mean I believe it. <laughs> but I do now really 
want to believe that when the children went through the wardrobe, it wasn't a magical land they went to. They just went to the Roman period. Uh, yeah. To this town when Nerva was born. Well, there were lions. Yeah, there were. And goat men. Yeah. I don't think it was forever winter. No. It's quite a warm Mediterranean. A bit early for Father Christmas as well. Yeah, a little bit. It's a bit weird he's in that. Yeah. It's very weird, isn't it? Odd story. A very odd story. Anyway, so he was born in Narnia and he had one sister who later went on to marry Otho's brother. Oh, okay. Yes. Is that the one that died? Yes. Oh, no, hang on. He sent his brother down. Yeah, he's sent his brother to go and deal with one of the Betrayer, the first battle of Betrayer come, didn't he? Yeah. If I'm remembering correctly, because the army were about to revolt, so he had to put his brother in charge. I can't remember what happened to him. Got killed. Did he? Yeah, he died. Because that's, and Otho's really annoyed, wasn't he? Oh, no, you're thinking about Spacey. Oh, yes, you're right. Okay, never mind. Sorry. There's a lot of brothers. Anyway, so you've got a a familial tie there between Mm. Nerva and Otho. So, early life, or as early as we can get. Um, So this is age of 30 or 35, depending when he was born. He became a praetor under Nero Mm. and got into Nero's good books by uncovering the Piso conspiracy. Okay. Yes. So that's that conspiracy that has been briefly mentioned before, Mm. where Piso went, oh, we don't like Nero. And Nero got insanely paranoid and killed everyone he could see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, it was Nerva who uncovered it. Oh. Using his detective agency. <laughs> detective Nerva. Oh, yes, yes, because we called him Detective Nerva, didn't we, last week? Yes, we did. Yeah. So I had all week whilst researching him, an image of him in a fedora oh. in an office with a fan. Yes. With Nerva stenciled on his door. Oh, that's, that's black and white. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. In a monologue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a hard day in town. <laughs> yeah, that, that. the lights flickered like jelly tarts on a summer breeze. Nothing makes sense in twenties and fifties cop dramas. No, they didn't. No, but I now want to write that film. Just ridiculous <laughs> film noir involving Nerva. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, because he uncovered the Piso conspiracy in his hard-boiled way. He was given high honours by Nero for his work, um, same level as um, Tigger. Remember Tigger? Uh, Tigger ain't Tiggerius. Tiggerinius. Yeah, Tiggerinius. Yeah, Tiggerinius, that's the one. Yeah. Bouncy tail. Yeah. <laughs> so remember, he was Praetorian prefect for Nero, and Nerva was held in as high, as, as high esteem as Tiggerinius mm. and received triumphal honours. Oh, wow, so he's got a t shirt. He's got the t shirt. Awesome. Even though he never led an army, he has triumphed. Mm. Yeah, only very rarely does that happen. Wow. And also had permission for his statues to go up in the palace and in the forum, a statue of Nerva went up wearing the triumphal t shirt. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That saves for later on as well. Yeah, yeah, doesn't have to do it again. Yeah, so there we go. That's an early success. Mm. Around this time, he struck up a friendship with one of Nero's advisors, Vespasian. I've heard of him. Yes, have I. Um, So he becomes friends with Vespasian. In 67, Vespasian goes to Judea with Titus, as we've covered. Nerva was possibly, at this time, asked to look after Domitian, as I mentioned last week. (laughs) We're not really sure. So kind of, you know, calm down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You can't put the sword down. Stop, Stop twitching. Stop twitching. You can't have the army. There is a throwaway line in Suetonius that suggests that maybe Nerva and Domitian got a little bit close during this time. A little bit close. It's only a small throwaway line, so we're not sure. We're not even sure if he did look after Domitian, so who knows. But what we do know is the year of four emperors happens. Yeah. 
as does happen quite regularly in this uh, podcast <laughs> recently. Yeah, um, a month. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nothing is really known what Nova did whatsoever. That's it. There we go. That's the year before Emperor's covered. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> From the perspective of Nerva, I like to think he stayed at home, did his gardening, occasionally heard screams from yeah. over the hill. <laughs> Saw a pull of blood trickling into his garden. Oh. <laughs> What's going on there? I smell of flesh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, his, as I mentioned, his sister was married to Otho's brother, making mm. it likely that he would side with Otho. He's got a family tie there. Yeah, family yeah. very important in Roman times. But... He was one of the earliest declarers for Vespasian. Okay. And became one of Vespasian's most stringent supporters. Well, he's successful. Yeah. He's got a Jenny Caesar. Yeah, he did. This is this is a tick in Nerva's box, this is. Because Nerva was with the Julii Claudians. Yeah. Advising Nero. Right. And then he comes through the year of four emperors and he is one of the biggest supporters of Vespasian. He is one of the few people to get from the beginning of that year to the end and still pretty much be in the same place. That is quite successful. Yeah. So not just not dying, but he also is held in high regard by the government and is a huge advisor. Yeah, I guess, because either he just slipped into the net or he was so good. He yeah. had to be kept. Is that yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah. So I, it's it's impressive he managed to do that. Mm. Okay. He was rewarded for his early declaring for Vespasian by become, being declared an ordinary consul. Oh, <laughs> I should probably explain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ordinary. Uh, it's just written ordinary. I've heard it pronounced ordinary consul. It basically means you're the consul at the start of the year. Now, back in the Republic and Augustus's time, you were consul yeah. for a whole year. You right. and one other colleague. Okay. Whereas now, because the consul doesn't mean as much, generally what happens is two people are consul on the first day of the year. Yeah. They do it for a couple of months and then they resign and someone else can have a go. And this basically means lots of um, the patrician class can say, yes, I was the consul. And mm. they can add it to their name. So it's <laughs> just an honour that they can have. When it says they, they resign, they sort of like have to resign or they choose to resign uh, I think it's um, sort of a gentleman's agreement kind of okay yeah a nudge and a wink so <laughs> the first consuls because the Roman years they didn't have dates for Roman years no. they named everything after the two consuls so oh. in the year of oh such and such and such and such okay yeah. so the, in the year of Nerva and say. yeah so year of Nerva and Bob if Nerva okay. and Bob were in charge that would be what it is <laughs> so um that's still true. So the first two consuls get the whole year named after them in the history books. Mm. Yeah. So they're called the ordinary or ordinary consuls. That's the most prestigious. Whereas everyone else in the year was called a suffect consul. Ah, okay. Yeah. They're the ones with the power. Then I'm guessing, the suffect ones. It's the same post. It's just oh. they don't get the year named after them. Oh, that's a bit getting. Yeah. They so get for longer. Yeah, maybe. But you get to say, oh, I was consul once, but it's no true. one's going to say, oh, in the year of... and then say your name at parties. Uh, yeah, that's oh, not as good. No. no. So anyway, Nerva was given one of these first consuls with Vespasian. So there was a year in the year of Vespasian and Nerva. Ooh. Yeah. So power ve- trip. Yeah, very high honours to be given. He was one of the few men not in the Flavian family to be given this honour. Yeah, because Vespasian gave everything to his family. Yes, he? yeah. and But Nerva, he liked... Thought Nerva was a good egg. Hmm. Yeah. Extra special, considering that Nerva was in Nero's inner court Mm. as well. So, yeah. Impressive. Right. For the next 18 years, we haven't got a clue what he does. Oh, okay. No. 
Presumably, he acts as an advisor to the Flavian dynasty. Yeah. Because when we hear of him again, he's still doing pretty much the same stuff. So he obviously just got his head down and acted as an advisor. Okay, I think it's we need to make something up. I think he went on a, a gap year, or a gap decade. Yeah. Went travelling, went to Spain, nice. checked out Gaul. Yeah. Went to maybe some of the African provinces. Just did a, east. did a tour. Yeah. Oh, Came like back, that. long hair, beard. Yeah. Dreadlocks. Acoustic guitar. Yes. Yeah. Headband. Nice. A weird tattoo that no yeah. one quite knows what it means. Yeah. But then he shaved it all off, went to work the next day, didn't talk about it to anyone. No. Just refused to. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you weren't there. No, you wouldn't understand. Yeah. So that's what he did between the years of 80 and 89. And now we know. And now we know. Right. In 89, if you remember, Saturnius revolted against Domitian. Yes. That was last you week. You mentioned it, yes. Yes. And Nerva is given consulship the next year. Again. Again. That's good. Which makes us believe that he went back to his um, detective Nerva agency <laughs> and he was the person who uncovered this conspiracy as well. Oh. Yeah. So the same that he did for Nero, he did for Domitian. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Th- that is a lot of respect. It's like, well done, you're good at uncovering things. Yeah. yeah. The pro. Yeah, so that's him. There's another year named in the year of Nerva. He's been made consul again. That's very good. Um, right, then we've got a couple of things that we're not sure of really are true. Um, there's some suggestion that he was exiled. Ooh. Yeah, by Domitian. Now, this is post-89, Domitian's ultra-paranoid and is starting to kill off all the senators. If if that were true, that may explain why future events happen. Ah, well, we'll get to that. Yay! So, he's exiled, and also there is a suggestion that Domitian ordered the execution of Nerva. Really? Yes. Ooh, that didn't work, did it? No, it didn't. (laughs) Well, someone managed to step in and say, don't worry, we've um, heard a prophecy that he's going to die within the next few days, and Domitian went, oh, I won't bother Eldon's execution then. The reason why Domitian wanted to kill him is because he'd heard of another prophecy that said that Nerva would become the emperor after him. Well, that's not going to happen. That's never going to happen. No. They really did take a lot of stock in their premonitions and prophecies, didn't they? Yeah, because if if I was the emperor, if I was Domitian, I said, right, uh, Nerva's going to die. I'm going to execute him. I suppose, no, don't execute him, because there's a prophecy saying he's going to die anyway. And I would say, yeah, because I'm going to execute him. (laughs) That's the prophecy. Uh, I am the prophecy. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's a very good point. Yeah, Domitian doesn't do that. He just goes, oh, Um, man. And then before he can change his mind, he's assassinated. Yes. So lucky escape for Nerva there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like he was pretty much on Domitian's hit list. Yeah, almost too good to be true. Yeah. Yeah, and then Domitian's assassinated. No one knows why. No. No. So on the 18th of September, the same day that Domitian was killed, Nerva becomes the emperor at the age of 61. Oh, he's quite old then, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He is. I didn't realise. He, yeah. he still sounds quite young. Oh, don't forget, he was, uh, hmm. was around during all of Nero's time, which actually isn't that long ago, even though it's many episodes ago now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So question is, as you already hinted, was he involved in the assassination? I hope, I like to think so. Well, he may have been. Ah! <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> because he was appointed the same day. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. It Also, he was obviously in fear of his life. Yeah. Yeah. However, most sources suggest not. Hmm. 
but I'm with you on this. It all sounds a bit yeah. fishy, doesn't it? Do you know the people that assassinated Domitian? Did they get a massive payout from Nerva? <laughs> we will go back to that. Oh. <laughs> that does come up. But let's not forget, we, we might be slightly biased because we're l- looking at Nerva's story and going, oh, well, he'd go after the Emperor. But Domitian was doing this to lots of senators. That, yeah, that's true. To, yeah, Nerva wasn't the only person who was on Domitian's hit list. Yeah, but none of the other senators got be to be emperor, did they? Ah, well, this is one reason why he might not have been. Um, he was a safe choice for the conspirators if he hadn't been involved because he was close to the Flavians. Okay. And this would show that things would continue as normal. Right. Yeah, we've killed the emperor, but we're going to put um, Nerva in charge, and he was close to the emperor, mm. so it's fine. We don't need to have a civil war. <laughs> um, according to one source, a number of men were approached and offered the post of Emperor, oh. so Nerva wasn't actually the first choice. Oh. And they all went, no, this is a trick, this is another one of Domitian's weird tricks, where he tries to trick you into doing things and then executes you. Yeah. Because yeah, remember, Domitian liked playing with people's yeah. feelings. And... Don't tell him they can be Emperor. <laughs> and then when they say, yeah, I'd be brilliant, kill him. Yes. Yeah. With yeah. flies. <laughs> yeah, what's that little fly? This army of flies behind him. Yeah. So they all think that's happening. Yeah. Yeah, well, understandably. Yeah. Um, so then they approach Nerva. Now, Nerva's also heard this prophecy that he'd be the emperor one day. Okay. Yeah, so he's a bit more tempted to give it a go. Okay. But isn't too sure. Hmm. And then a rumour comes through that Domitian is in fact still alive, and apparently Ooh. the old man went pale and had to sit down. Well, he just said, yeah, oh dear. Yeah, but I mean, this doesn't show either way whether he was involved or not, because... If he was involved on the in the plot and he was Domitian was still alive, yeah. then Nerva would have done the same thing then. Well, that's true. So yeah, because I read that as in he's going to probably be killed now. Yeah. I read that as fear rather than yeah, definitely. He he was scared because he by this point accepted the role of the of the emperor. Yeah. So yeah, it's we'll never know whether he was involved, but the ancient sources suggest not. But then history is written by the winners. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah. But. I think us two, right here and now, should make mm. a decision that he was. I think he was. Yeah. 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 If he wasn't directly involved, he probably knew about it. He probably didn't do much to stop it. Oh, he wouldn't have done anything to stop because it, Because, you know, he, we've, we've shown that he's got fantastic uh, detective skills. Yeah, exactly. Well, he, exactly. If you figure yeah. out the other conspiracies, he must have known about this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He probably just sat in his office all day, yeah. listening to us in the monologue yeah. about how he doesn't need to go out today. Yeah. I saw the signs. <laughs> I knew what happened. <laughs> I did nothing. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Anyway, so the rumours were untrue. Domitian was dead. Yeah. So, so Nerva, Nerva re- recovered and went to the Senate. And all of the Senate congratulated him, apart from one of his closest friends. Oh. Yeah, his closest friend congratulated the Senate and the Empire as a whole on having such an Emperor, but not Nerva himself pointing out the life expectancy of Emperors of late. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Who is this friend? Oh. Didn't write his name. Oh, I was, I was, in my head I was hoping you'd say Trajan. No, no, he does That'd come on. fantastic. He does come into it soon. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably very soon. He does. Right. There were, at this time, three bodies that were vying for power. Like, bodies of people, not bodies cool. of people. <laughs> Zombies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, group, groups, groups of, people. of people. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we've got the Senate. Yes. The Praetorians. Of course. And the army. Now... It's usually 
or always, one of those three that has a say in who the next emperor is. Usually so Praetorians. Far, so far, it's been the Praetorians or the army. Yeah, because they're the one with the pointy things. Yeah, exactly. The Senate hasn't really had a say yet, but Nerva is the Senate's man. Mm. It's because the Senate were quick enough to get Nerva in within hours of Domitian's death. Yeah. Then the Senate managed to get their man in. If I was Nerva, I'd be doing damage control. I'd say, hey, Praetorian Guard, here's loads of money. Ah. Army, here's money. Yes, well, let's Ooh. see. Let's talk about the Senate first, but then we'll talk about that. The Senate liked the idea of Nerva because he was stable, old, and childless. <laughs> see, childless is clever, because yeah. that means if he's awful, it can't carry exactly, on. Exactly, yes. It gives them time to sort out a better successor, <laughs> or just do lots of infighting, whilst Nerva had a short but stable reign. Yeah. So the Senate knew they had to get someone in within a matter of hours or 69 would come again, it would be civil war. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And all the provincial governors would come and invade. Because so, the army's split up anyway, so they'd have like three emperors coming from that, the Praetorian Guard Emperor, yeah. and this, that'd be like yeah, the other exactly. five emperors. So the Senate just, as quick as possible, chuck anyone in. Yeah. And that's Nerva. So this is support for the idea that Nerva wasn't involved in a coup. He was just the best man for the job, as they just went, anyone quick, put someone in place. But with our theory... With our theory... He probably spent years just mushing the ideas and yeah. putting the seed in there. Yeah. I'd be great. <laughs> Hire me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did I just leave my CV on the table? Sorry. Sorry, console. Didn't think you'd see that. He wouldn't have CVs. He'd have little cards like the detectives Ooh. do. Oh, I like that, yeah. Yeah, that's what he'd have. Future emperor. Yeah. In brackets. I don't think it would even say anything. It would just be a silhouette of him with a fedora on, Ooh. on a card, and he'd just slide it over at oh, meetings like occasionally. Well, yeah. puffing his little cigarette. Yeah. And then go, Cigar. go and play his bowls. Yes. That's what they used to do in those films. That's all they used to do. Yeah. yeah. Right. The Senate loved Nerva. Not necessarily him, but the idea of him. He was the perfect man for the job in the he'll do for now. The Praetorians were dubious. Well, Why? Well... Didn't know him, I guess. Yeah, he, he's a bit of a no-one. He's not their man. They're just a bit unsure, but they're like, mm, we'll see. The army hated him. How come? It was not so, not so much Nerva, it was more that they loved Domitian, remember? Domitian oh, gave him a huge pay rise. Yes. So the army hated him. The army just assumed that he was the person who killed Domitian because he was the next emperor. So, As do we. Yeah, yeah. So the army <laughs> were pretty much of our minds, and they didn't like him at Ooh. all. Um, the general people, as far as we can tell, although it's hard to tell these things, seem to be fairly indifferent. Yeah, see, I get the idea that like all these, as you know, I've been like doing a Game of Thrones binge at the moment. Just, yeah. I've just started Series 2, um, and restarted Series 2, and there's a lovely comment that a character makes, a woman yeah. character. That narrows it down. It does. Uh, <laughs> she says, um, it's like, the general, generally, the people underneath don't care what happens at the top. It's all the people at the top fighting for power, but for the rest of them, it pretty much stays the same. Yeah, yeah. Unless, you know, four emperors. Yes, then everyone the dies. And gets sacked. Yes, yeah. apart from that. Yeah, but yeah, it, it doesn't seem that people are too bothered by yeah. this to begin with. Right, one of the things that the Senate and Nerva first do is pass damnation memoriae. Uh, that's the that was for um, Domitian, wasn't it? That was it? for Domitian, and I actually wrote down what it was called this <laughs> um, week. Yeah, that's the, um, let's scrap him out of history. Let's go to all the history books, rub out his name. His arches were torn down, his statues were toppled, uh, or they were recarved Changed. in Nerva's image. Yes, because I read something about it. When I was finding the pictures of on the Facebook, 
of Nerva's busts. <laughs> no. Um, it, it said that it's probably not Nerva. It, no, it's probably not Domitian, sorry. It's not Domitian's bust because it, they all changed. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have any left. Yeah, it's um, not as many images of Domitian no. as some of the others, obviously, because they all got demolished or melted down. Okay, so that's Domitian being wiped away. <laughs> the Flavian Palace that Domitian had built, remember that massive palace that he built? All on the, it's on top of the mountain, wasn't it? On the, on the hill, yeah. hill, yeah. Which just covered the entire hill. Yeah, so well, it just like, like my massive. Minecraft palace. Yes, like that. Um, that was renamed the House of the People, and Nerva moved into Domitian's old palace. That's a clever idea. It's like, find the biggest example of tyranny from the last emperor and give it away to the people. Yes, exactly. Good way of making friends. Yeah, this is what Vespasian did with the grounds yeah. for the Golden Palace. Yeah started building the Colosseum. Mm. So yeah, it's a good move. Um, Nerva then declared that no senator would be put to death under his rule. Oh. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he ceased the treason trials. No more treason trials. Hooray! Yay. And they were gone forevermore. And never ever came back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a lovely cycle of treason trials in Roman history, yes. isn't there? Like peaks and troughs. Yeah. Um, and he released anyone who was being held under the charge of treason. And he also brought back many who had been exiled. Oh. Yeah. He then tried to get the Senate more involved with the day-to-day -day running of the Empire. That's... Make them more relevant, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. This was not too successful, though. Oh. Uh, we're not really sure why, either due to Nerva's over-reliance on his trusted friends, so Nerva didn't actually try too hard, mm. or it was the Senate's unwillingness to assume some responsibility. I like that version, because yeah. they're quite old, they're a bit high yeah. and mighty, aren't they? And plus, I mean, for, for decades now, the Senate haven't had to do anything, so it's like, what, you actually want us to do something? No. That's not our job. No. Our job's to sit here and moan. Yes. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, either way, Senate, it's not working perfectly. Never also maintained friends with the pro-Domitian faction in the Senate, which was, albeit a small faction. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, and this did not please the others, but Nerva was trying to keep everyone happy, basically. He was doing everything he could to keep everything stable. He sounds a bit like what Vitellius was trying to do. Remember when he was just, saying greeting everyone? Ah, yes. Super friendly. Definitely. Didn't work, though, did it? Yeah, and it's also reminiscent slightly of what Galba tried to do in this sense, but Galba was just awful at it. Too strict. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, but... will you be my friend? If you're not, I will kill you. <laughs> yeah, so you get the sense that Nerva's looked back on the history of the you know, four emperors and gone, right, let's not do it that way. Let's try my hardest to keep everyone happy. Mm. So he then decides it's time to please those factions in Rome that didn't like him. So now we start getting on to the ideas that you start to suggest. So he starts with the people, the everyday people. He gives every citizen 75 denarii. Mm. And several harsh tax laws were scrapped. So everyone feels a bit richer. That's... Good. Yeah, that's good. Is yeah. it good for the economy in general, do you uh, think? Yeah, we'll get to that. Well, and then to please the Praetorians, he gave each soldier a donative of, perhaps we're not certain, 500 denarii. That's a good, good Yeah, it's a good, good chunk of money cow. for them. Yeah. They, were, they were pleased. However, they weren't pleased enough. All this giving money <laughs> to people to make everyone like him was causing problems. He was running out of money. Yes, he yeah. would. Yeah. So... He does what all good politicians do, which is set up a committee to look into how the state could save money. Raise taxes, sir. Yeah. Set up a committee. How can we save money? And they all said, oh, that will take a few weeks to discuss that. Yes. And we need wages and... Well, big lunches. 
time we need the best hotels. Yeah, first class litter seats. Yes. Yeah, we need all of that. And we probably need to discuss this on Capri. <laughs> yeah, probably there. So we're not distracted, you know. Yeah, yeah. Get some and serious it, work done. Yeah, and expenses and expenses for, you know, wine and stuff. Yeah. Olives. So they all went off to Capri with their olives <laughs> and entertainment. <laughs> First class litters. Um, yeah, and uh, spent spent several weeks discussing it, and then they came back, and said the answer is to stop, but all the most religious games and ceremonies, to sell all of Domitian's things, and mount down all of those gold and silver statues that Domitian had put up all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there you go. <laughs> Why you need a committee? For that? Yeah, after all that money, sure. massive holiday. Yeah, so that's what Nova has to start doing. Now, it was a promising start, but he didn't have the money for it, so now he's taking away the games, he's taking away some religious ceremonies. Um, yeah, the, the mounting down the statues is fine, but that's a one-time thing. Well, yeah, that's going to last forever. No, it's not. Um, it's, cause remember when we talked about when Vespasian became emperor, he, he raised taxes instantly, but he put it to use that everyone could see. Yes. See, that's a good tactic. It is if yeah it it is if you're strong enough to do it. Vespasian obviously was. Nerva clearly didn't think he was. No, it's true. No. He, Don't forget Vespasian's got a conquering army behind him. Nerva's that's got true. nothing. But I get I, but I'm getting the impression that Nerva just wants to be liked rather than good leadership is sort of like uh, me. Yeah, possibly. But I think he also knows that he's got no power here. He's only emperor oh for as long as it takes for someone to realise that he doesn't need to be anymore. Okay. Yeah. Aww. So he, he's he's dancing on eggshells. <laughs> the army and the Praetorians <laughs> were not too happy at this point. The army in particular was calling for the deification of Domitian. Ooh. Yeah. Something that the Senate just refused on principle. It's like, no, we've damned him from history. We, we can't not. deify him. Yes. Yeah, so that wasn't going to work. Good. Bit of tension there. Mm. So, to attempt to calm this down, Nerva sacked the Praetorian Prefect, who was one of the chief conspirators against Domitian. So, let's let's sack the person that killed the last emperor. Yeah. Okay. Sack the person whose reason I'm in the job. Yeah. Mm. And give the Praetorians someone that they want. Mm. Someone who's not necessarily as pleased that I'm in the job. Mm. So he, he basically gave a bit more power to the Praetorians to try and please them, because they weren't happy. Okay. So yes, so the new Praetorian prefect was called Casperius Elenius. Elenius. However, this, on top of the bonuses, was still not seen as enough to make up for the fact that they did not like Nerva. No. So the army and the Praetorians still not happy. It did not help that Nerva had not yet chosen an heir. So everyone was going around second-guessing everything. So this is very much like Galba yes. not choosing an heir. Yeah. So Nerva's going, I'll choose one in a bit. He starts thinking about the governor of Syria, but he's not made any commitments. No. Tensions build in the city and in the entire empire. The political landscape starts to resemble 69 heavily. Civil war seems a stone's throw away. So lots of... Things building up, lots of groups forming, and yeah, you've got the army not happy, the Praetorians are not happy, and Nerva's now starting to alienate the Senate as well with his concessions to the Praetorians and the army. It's not going well. No, I feel again. I feel I'm sorry for him. Yeah, um, in, in October '97, yes, there's a date there, but he's not going to die just yet. <laughs> um, the new prefect, sorry, the new Praetorian prefect, decides to lay siege to the palace. Ooh. Which is very easy when you're in charge of defending the palace. You just have to 
turn, turn his, around. Yes. <laughs> Point your swords the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> Easiest siege in history. Yeah. Right, let's... Hey, guards, turn around. And done. <laughs> yeah. So, um, he wanted some justice for Domitian. Uh, the siege was quick and efficient, I've got in my notes. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, and Nerva was imprisoned within the Imperial home. Nerva repeatedly said he would rather die than besmirch the Imperial authority by betraying those who placed him there. And then he bared his collarbone and offered his throat to the soldiers. That's quite ballsy, isn't it? It is, it is a bit. Kill me! Kill me! I'd rather die than give up the conspirators! What do you think the soldiers did? They left him. Yeah, they completely ignored him and just uh. went and got the conspirators they knew who the conspirators yeah, stop were. being so dramatic yeah it's like you don't need to tell us who they are we here's, know who they are here's the list look you wrote it down in your office front of your drawer <laughs> your detective drawer yeah. <laughs> really lock your own drawer yeah we've been sort of safe now for the next emperor we've killed you <laughs> yeah so they just <clears throat> they just go go and get the the guys yeah. uh, a man named petronius and a man named Pathenius. didn't mention them last week no there's quite a few of them petronius but, Yes. Oh, Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, these were two leaders in the conspiracy, although obviously not ones that went in with the broken arm. I couldn't find out what happened to Stephanius, the guy with the broken arm. I did look, but who knows. Hmm. Anyway, Petronius was killed there and then with a single blow. Okay. Pathinius, however, had his genitals cut off, stuffed in his mouth, and then his throat cut. Ah. Uh. That's a look of horror for the listeners on Jamie's face. And a swift crossing of life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it didn't go down well. No. Right, Nerva was then marched out to the front of the palace Ooh. and forced to give a speech to the people, thanking the Praetorians for reminding him to do his job. <laughs> does, he, does he know at this point he's going to die? <laughs> Because you don't have to say, if you know you're going to die, you don't have to say well, anything. he doesn't. Oh, doesn't he? The Praetorians then say, cheers, Nerva, and go home. Nerva was unharmed, but oh. obviously politically ruined. Yes. He no longer has any authority. He was on shaky ground anyway. The Praetorians have just proved that actually the Emperor's not in charge. That was just a power play then, wasn't it? All of that? Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Ooh. So it was a power play. But, I mean, the, they could have gone for a full-on coup at that point, but they mm. didn't. I think it was more a not-so-gentle reminder to Nerva. It's like, you are going to do what we want you to do. So, oh dear. at this point, civil war is inevitable. It's going to happen. There is no way you can get away mm. anymore. It's just a question of whether it's going to come from a senatorial coup, an attempt of the senators, although you don't no. rake their chances, no, rake their no, chances no. they highly do. Um, the Praetorians or a general from the frontier. Yeah. So something's bound to happen. It's a matter of time. But then Nerva does something. <gasps> yes. He does something. He does something that turns everything around. A letter arrived from Germania announcing a victory led by Trajan. Trajan? Yes. Trajan's yeah. in charge of the Rhine legions at this point. And he's just been, he's just been victorious somewhere. He has. Nerva goes into the Temple of Jupiter and offers sacrifice, and then he comes out and gives a surprise announcement. He announces that Trajan would become his heir. Oh. Yeah. So a young military tribune named Hadrian was then sent off to inform Trajan of the news. So Hadrian, this little guy... Little, little guy called Hadrian. I was going to forget about him. I'm just, yeah, no one remembers him a either. Random character. Yeah. Okay. This was potentially... 
a masterstroke, although we'll go into this later. <laughs> Trajan was by far the most popular general in the Empire. He was loved by the army and the Praetorians alike. Everyone seemed to like him. The Senate weren't too keen, but they don't have any power. <laughs> so overnight, the potential civil war just sizzled away. Wow. Yeah, it just went. Everyone sat back and waited for Nerva to die. That's depressing, but... Yeah. For him, but that's... Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it was on the brink, and then just by naming one person his heir, it's what Galba should have done. Yeah. If he'd named Otho, maybe everything would have been fine. Yeah. That's really, yeah, that's yeah really so he young. named Trajan his heir and everything just settles down. The army go, oh, oh great, well, Nerva's old. We'll get Trajan soon. The Praetorians go, yeah, okay, we can deal with that. And the Senate go, oh, well, there's nothing we can do. Okay, a couple of months later, in January 98, Nerva was shouting at someone in anger and suffered a stroke. Ooh. And then he died. <laughs> and that's the end of Nerva. Okay. <laughs> very, very sudden end there. Yes. Um, he died within the month. He didn't die there and then. Yeah, but... sort of slow lingering. Yeah. Aww. There is no suggestion in any historical document that I could find of foul play. So, oh, so he's another one to die naturally. He's the first one since Augustus. No, no, no. Vespasian. Vespasian, yes, sorry, yes. yes. And um, Titus, albeit very young. Yes, yeah. 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 You got ill, didn't you? Yeah. Okay, so ignore everything I said. Yeah, okay. But still, yeah, he died of natural causes. Or did he? I don't know, did he? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. It just all seems a bit suspicious. But if it's a stroke, then... Oh, that's true. They probably need the symptoms. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Maybe I'm going too far down a conspiracy theory thoughts. That's... Right, okay, so that that's Nerva. Yeah. What do you think? I'm surprised he lived and died naturally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you don't expect him to no. die a natural death, do you? Not in any way, shape <laughs> yeah. or form. I, I, I love the story, that twist of that all oh, the guards have got him, they did their very easy siege... And then, oh, no, I'll let you go. Yeah. Because yeah. we know you now have no power. It's almost Caligula style in the sense that <laughs> let's make them look ridiculous. Yeah. Show how powerless they are. Right, so, ready to rate them? Fightius Maximus. No, nothing you've indicated in shows any. I had nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> nothing at all. Well, I say that. There's nothing wary whatsoever. So I, I, I wrote that down in my notes. Well, that's a bit depressing. There's literally nothing here. Um, so then I thought, well, sometimes we talk about their political fighting. Mm. I, I don't think we can score as highly for political fighting, but there is a couple of things. He survived the year of the four emperors. Surviving through that war is impressive. Yeah. But then again, true. maybe he survived the year because he was just excessively gardening. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Well, he went his world tour as well, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's that was 18 that. years. Yeah. Not all after. I can't remember. We'll have to go back and check. Um, and he went from being close to the Julii Claudians to being close to the Flavians. Not many people managed to do that. That's, yes. So, so he showed some uh, political smarts. He got some savvy, didn't he? He Maybe did. The gift of the gab, as they say. Yeah. That's all I've got for Phytius Maximus. But he also, as we've concluded, definitely arranged the death of the previous emperor. I don't think he arranged it. I think he just knew about it. <sighs> That's true. Oh, could we include the fact he's a good detective? It's not fighty, but it's sort of... <laughs> It disabled fightiness. Well, he, he discovered two coups, and I think that's more success than Ultimus. That wasn't for the whole the whole of Rome, though. That was just for... Mm. That, you know. I don't know. I think we're definitely clutching at straws here. Yeah, okay. One. You're going to give him one. I'm going to give him one. I can't give him more than one, can you? No, no, I'm thinking zero. Oh, zero. <laughs> one from you and zero from me. I'm just giving the zero for... Um, no, I'm giving the one just because I like the idea that he detective. Yeah. 
if, if he's getting one, I think it's for si- surviving the Civil War. But there you go. Yeah. 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 So right, total is one and zero one. Okay. So he ranks second lowest after Caligula. Oh, there you go. Well done, Nerva. Yeah, you see, I think he had to have that one. So he wasn't on par with Caligula. So he did a bit more. Well, I don't know. Well, Caligula did more, but it was more... He, took, he led he an army, then. anti-fighting. That's true, yes. <laughs> it was just true. so ridiculous. Well, he got, yeah. you know, we've got General Corral. Yeah. Mm. So right. I'm glad he didn't start a whole page of Vices Maximus. No, no. I just used the end because I knew he had nothing. No, he's got nothing. Right, yeah. okay, so on to the next round. Aprovium Crazium. I've got nothing. Okay, right. <laughs> um, no, there was really no document of him doing anything that stands out as a bit crazy. He sounded quite nice, to be honest. Yeah. He tried to be. Yeah, he tried to pull an empire that was falling apart together. Um, I've got something for good saying. There's a quote here that says, he did nothing without the advice of the leading men. So he took on people's advice when he was making decisions. He wasn't a That's megalomaniac. Good. That's yeah. good. You need, a, you need some sort of, you need a council to, to guide you and help with yeah. decisions. He wasn't an autocrat then. No. So, uh... Well, he wasn't crazy at all. He just wasn't. I thought it's got to be zero. Yeah, it's got to be zero. It's got to be zero. I'm not going to write. I'm just write a zero. There's no point just a big that zero. There we go. So he gets nothing for a probium crasium. He is the lowest scoring. The lowest scoring. He's the only emperor to have zero. In fact, Galba only had one. Yeah. And that's because he's a bit harsh. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Officially the sanest emperor. Or at least the one that didn't display much crasium. Yeah. Do you think he was a bit like, you know, the um, Fifty Shades of Grey? Do you think he was a bit like... Mr. Grey in that book, like inside, he is a complete you know, dungeon master, so to speak. <laughs> I don't know the storyline of that book at all. I Nor do I. I just know he's a he's a very I'll call him a deviant. Oh right, okay. A lot of chains yeah. and whips. Oh, I, I, I imagine a bit like that outwardly. Lovely guy. Yeah, I, I bet Nerva enjoy chains. Yeah. Yeah. Should Gags. we bump him up to one? <laughs> <laughs> nice no, beyond that. <laughs> Let's keep it at zero. So that is zero for a probium crasium. Success Okay. You might be pleased to know that this one's a little bit longer, so we do have something more to talk about. A little bit. Ultimus. Good. So, we've got good and bad here. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So let's start with good. He gave back all the confiscated property to people who had suffered under Domitian. Yeah, that's good. Standard, I'm not the evil tyrant fare there. Yeah. Yeah. He brought in new taxes or new tax laws, sorry, I should say, uh, that were kinder to the general populace. Yeah. Um, there were lots that were... I was going to write them down and realise that reading a list of them is just boring. It's like 5% such and such had been moved to 2% and stuff. So instead, <laughs> I found just the most, yeah, the most interesting was that Italians no longer had to provide carts for the postal service. What? So I'm guessing from that, there was a postal service tax that they used to pay for the carts, but now oh. the Imperial Palace paid for the carts themselves. Oh. So there you go. That's nice. That's nice. That was honestly the most interesting thing on okay. the list. Yeah, so we'll, we'll skip over that. But wow. just know there's lots of new tax laws in that were generally beneficial. Yeah, if that was the most interesting, then I'm glad you haven't got <laughs> that list. Okay, he introduced a new law, and we've got this one. It was uh, inscribed somewhere, so I'll quote... For girls and boys born of needy parents to be supported at public expense throughout towns of Italy. Oh, that's 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 nice. really nice. Yeah. So yeah, all those needy parents now have some money. Yeah. 
that's kind of very left wing, isn't it? Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. He cares nice. about the people. He cares about the people. Um, he got rid of the Jew tax. Yeah, which, as you can imagine, was a tax for being Jewish. Uh, yeah, obviously, post the siege of Jerusalem and all that, um, things weren't going well for the Jews. No. No, uh, but things improved a little bit here when Nerva went, hang on, this isn't on, is it? Let's uh, let's get up rid of so, that one. Because I imagine at the time there'd have been a lot of social segregation for Jewish people in Rome at the time, because, you know, after the war and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, Especially, you've got... A city that has a polytheistic religion. Mm. So as soon as you get a small religion that only worships one god, they're just looked at as weirdos. What? It's just weird. They don't know what's going on. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, a lot of racism towards the Jews back in ancient Rome. So they, early Christians as well. Yes, definitely. So th- this is a, a good good move in the right direction. Aww. Okay. Uh, the city of Gloucester was founded in his honour. Oh, Gloucester. Yeah, oh, they they yeah. do nice cheese. Oh, double Gloucester. Yeah, I mean I've cream. been to Gloucester. It's nothing to write home about, I'll be honest. No. But, uh, yeah, sorry if you live in Gloucester. Sorry, um, it's a lovely place. But if you do now know that your city was founded in Nerva's honour. There you yeah. Go. Um, he also said, "This is Nerva, not the city of Gloucester." <laughs> as a collective um, I have done nothing of any sort that would make it impossible for me to lay down the imperial power and return to private life and safety so if he oh so he's saying I've done nothing bad so if I retired now no one would kill me yeah which I find more interesting that he's even talking about retirement mm. yeah got the feeling he wasn't too happy about being the emperor once he was there uh, yeah, he's, yeah. Quite, he's quite getting on a bit isn't he yeah he was a very good poet, according to Marshall. Oh. Now, Marshall was a contemporary and famous poet at the time. Okay. Um, he's also famous now in certain circles. <laughs> yeah. We have none of his poetry surviving, but we oh. do have some Marshall. So I'm going to read some to you. Oh, go on. Yeah. Is it love poetry? No, well, he did all sorts, but I just picked out three little ones. They're little ditties he did. Okay. So. I felt a little ill and called Dr. Samicus. Well, you came, Samicus, but you brought a hundred medical students with you. One hundred ice-cold hands poked and jabbed me. I didn't have a fever, Samicus, when I called you, but now I do. <laughs> so there you go. That's, that's one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tongalinus, you paid two hundred for your house. An accident too common in this city destroyed it. You collected ten times more. Doesn't it seem, I pray, that you set fire to your own house? <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing these were better in, in Latin. Yes. Yeah. So it's almost like whimsical, like stand-up one-liners. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, they're quite often insulting to other people. Yeah. yeah. This one in particular. Like Jimmy Carr of the day. <laughs> yeah, th- this one's to a uh, high-up woman in Rome. Rumour tells, Chiona, that you are a virgin, and yet nothing is purer than your fleshy delights. Nevertheless, you do not bathe with the correct part covered. If you have the decency, move your panties onto your face. I was saying she's a bit ugly then. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> so the guy. Oh, that was quite funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who wrote them said Nerva was a good poet. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing uh, he was considered all the rage. I, I imagine if you got like a modern stand up poet and just wrote down their jokes and read them in a deadpan voice, yeah. it wouldn't work. Probably lost in translation, but there you go. Okay, and building. He 
built, well, he didn't actually, Domitian built the Forum of Nerva, but then he died and Nerva finished it. And because Domitian's memory was damned, it was called the Forum of Nerva. Yeah. So there you go, he's got a forum. Yeah, what's a forum? A forum is a space. space. Oh, like, a, like a, we have like a square yeah, in yeah. Britain, we call it yeah. like a paved area. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, unfortunately for Domitian, um, I didn't talk about this last week because there wasn't time, but unfortunately for Domitian, he wanted a forum, yeah. but there was no space for it. And he, oh. he didn't pull a Nero and burn the city down. <laughs> um, he looked at the forum of Augustus and the forum of Vespasian, his dad, and noticed that there was a road in between them. Yeah. Right. So he decides to build the forum in that space. If you look yeah, on the, the map is... here, here are the two forums. We'll put this up on the Facebook oh, I see, yeah. and the website. So we've got two forums, one square, yeah. the other one's a big rectangular. rectangular the Augustus shape. one's a bit smaller, isn't it? Yeah, it does. And in between them, that little space there is this squashed little very forum. Narrow. <laughs> very narrow forum. Oh. Yeah. Also, they couldn't get rid of the road because it was an important road in the middle oh. of the city. So the road carried on in use after the Forum had been built. So it became known as the Forum Transitorium. So it was just... <laughs> it was a... See, I'm really happy we gave Domitian a JCSR because that's ridiculous. <laughs> yes, That's the kill you're building a bridge, isn't it? Yeah. It's... Let's build a Forum where, in this space, sir, no. <laughs> that's, that, that's a road. Yes, we, yeah, we need that's that. That's fine. We're... we're... Well, keep the road then. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was so thin they couldn't like put the pillars. Forums usually have pillars going yeah. around them. They couldn't do that, so they just had half pillars and glued them to the walls. No, yeah, watch job. Oh, yeah. Dear. <laughs> so there we go. That's the Forum of Nerva. Which, oh, fantastic. Yeah, which let's face it is Domitian, but it's named after Nerva. So that's, that's that. quite an insult in a way. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. Um, that's the good, if you can call that part good. This is the last thing I mentioned for good. The main thing that historians credit Nerva for is his succession. Yes. He said that Trajan should be my heir, and that starts a golden age for Rome. Mm. So that is in his good part. Right, now we'll go on to the bad part. He said that he wouldn't kill a senator. He did, Remember didn't that? He? No, he yeah. didn't. Oh, he didn't. But it sounds good to begin with that, doesn't it? Yeah, but then they just take the... The yes, mickey, the biscuit. They? That's what they did. Take the biscuit, they took yeah. the biscuit out the jar with no one's permission. Yeah, it gave the senatorial class free reign to do whatever they wanted without reprisal. Um, and yeah, the senators just started to tear themselves apart, trying to get one-upmanship on each other. Oh dear. Yeah, not good. Fronto, the consul at the time, said, "It is a bad thing to live under an emperor where no one is allowed to do anything." but worse to have one under whom anyone is allowed to do anything. Yeah. So, yeah, it's actually saying that this anarchy of Nerva's worse than the, the tyrannical nature of Domitian. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's not good. Oh, um, wow. When Nerva and some friends were talking over dinner about one of Domitian's more cruel advisers, mm. uh, this is a blind, grumpy man named Catullus. Apparently Domitian just used him to be horrible to people. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Nerva wondered out loud what Catullus would be doing now if he'd survived Domitian's reign. One of his friends, Riley, replied he'd be dining with us. Which gives a suggestion that maybe Nerva was just continuing in the old way of Domitian, really. Yeah, we're, it's, we're not too sure. Mm. Yeah. Right. And here's, here's the more important bit. 
Right, what did he actually do? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. He did nothing at all. Uh, we, there's quite a long list I've gone through for he good tried things, hard. but it's it's all quite small. They're, they're little laws that have been remembered, and there's a forum that he didn't actually build be named after him, but there's certainly mm. nothing big. As I've just said, history rem- remembers him for choosing Trajan as his heir mm. and starting this golden age. However, did he? Ooh. Yes. Pliny says that Nerva would have been wanton and t- tyrannical not to have adopted the one man that all agreed would have become the emperor even if he wasn't adopted. So it's um, saying even if he didn't adopt him, Trajan would have come in and just taken it anyway. So it's like, well, yeah. he's been picked anyway, let's make a good... Yeah. But he had the smarts to do it, though. Ah, but did he? Oh. <laughs> Was this? And there's no evidence anywhere of this that I could find. No. But there is some suggestion by modern authors, and I'll be honest, it sounds quite feasible. Is this an incredibly effective coup by Trajan? Hmm. It's so effective that history sees it as natural succession. Because Nerva was held at sword point for a while. All his authority was eroded away. And soon afterwards, he changed his mind about his successor. Because he didn't want Trajan to begin with. He was going to say Mm. the governor of Syria was his successor. Mm. And all of a sudden, he changes his mind and picks the one person that could have stormed to Rome anyway and taken it off him. So, did someone go and have a quiet word with him at some point and say, look, Nerva, come on now. You can't hold this. Well, let's, let's, let's add to the conspiracy. Did um, This theory, did was Trajan paying off the Praetorian Guard? Were they in his pocket anyway? Oh, you think... Uh, if that's the case, the Praetorians would have taken it there and then, surely. Yeah, but they didn't need to. No, but they could have taken it for Trajan. They could have done it, ah, but they didn't need to. They didn't need to. It's a lot subtler this way, isn't mm. it? Yeah. And that caused less chaos and less mm. sort of upheaval. Yeah, so we could credit Nerva, and I think we should credit Nerva, for stopping civil war from happening. Well, yeah. Because this was quite clearly another year of the four emperors about mm. to start. But plugging it. there is some suggestion that actually it was Trajan who just very effectively ended it. My, my worry is, though, if we don't give him that honour, he would have a very low score. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, he definitely... Bit... Even before this coup mm. or the name of succession happens, Nerva manages to do a lot to please yeah. people. He runs out of money quickly, but he <laughs> stops civil war happening straight away, so you should get some credit for that. So, there you go. What do you think? He did a lot of good things. Um, I, I think, when I was in secondary school, when we got a report at the end of the year... You got like two marks. You got a letter score for effort, like yeah. A, B, C, or yeah. E, and you got um, a number score for attainments, so how clever you were. Yeah. So if I was super enthused, I was good at English, but like an A one. Yeah. For me, he would get like an A four, A for effort. Yeah. And a four for kind of consistency or the sort of keeping going. You know. He'd, yeah. It wasn't sustainable what he did. He No, it wasn't. It, just from one decision, he managed to, to be successful in the long term. Yeah. But, I don't know, I, I, I can't give him more than four as my score. I think that's fair. I think four. I was I was thinking three, four, five. So it's like, oh, he started the golden age. and Did he? I'm not convinced. I'm going four as well. You're four right now. Let's go for four each, so that is a total of eight eight. for successors Ultimus. So, that puts him sixth. 
that's not too bad. I think it's better than Caligula. <laughs> yeah, that's who it was. And most of them in the four, in the you know the four emperor years because you know they couldn't. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's I think very fair to compare him to the four emperor. Yes, emperors. It's very similar, isn't it? You always got to look at the four emperors and say, look, guys, this is how it should have been done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. apart from Vespasian, yes. that's how it should have been done. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that's how it was done. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Imagine faceless. Okay. No longer have Suetonius. Mm. No. But we do have from Burley, who writing in, <laughs> writing in the Burley sixties or seventies, I can't remember. Um, he used um, Dio, Julian, and Victor to come up with this right. paragraph describing him. He was trying to emulate Suetonius's style. So we've got this. He was. Says Hassel here, but I'm guessing that's uh, autocorrect. He was handsome in appearance, with a rather long nose. But as emperor, he was feeble in health, being old and rather weak. And he used to vomit up his food. <laughs> he was somewhat inclined to be a heavy drinker of wine. Yay! Yeah. Okay, that's ten points there. <laughs> so yeah, he he drank, but he was feeble. He'd be sick quite often. Yeah. Okay, so you're drawing someone with a long nose and a chin, quite big eyes, and some hair. I think, I, yeah, I think, I think I'm just thinning on top. Thinning on top hair, yeah. But a bit at the side, yeah. You know what? I think that's fairly good. We really need to start putting your drawings on Facebook as well as uh, other things. So, the big reveal, this is what the statues look like. Ah, yeah, they've got, they've got a big nose, got like big hair as well. I was wrong with the hair. Got quite a thin face. Um, yeah, very thin face, but don't forget, that's probably because he had Domitian's face beforehand. <laughs> that's true. <yeah. laughs> Chisel it away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, like yeah, very long nose. Um, quite big ears as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. Bit, bit of bit of an elephant about. But again, that's probably because they're Domitian's ears, and the rest of the features are smaller. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Scale. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the one, the first one looks more sinister than the second one. Yeah, that, that's maybe because he's got his weird squash features. The second one, to me, looks like a young Peter Capaldi. Yes, <laughs> it really does. That's a current Doctor Who for those of you who are wondering. It really, really does. Yeah, so which <sighs> fits perfectly with the uh, detective with the fedora. Peter Capaldi could definitely play a detective oh, yeah. with a fedora. Definitely. Yeah. And that explains the war with the Daleks that happened. Yes, in his year where he toured the Empire. Yes. Yeah, he fought off the Daleks. Daleks. <laughs> the Garlic Empire. Yeah. yeah. So, um, to be honest, I wasn't too impressed until I suddenly had the epiphany that he looks like Peter Capaldi, and now I am oh, impressed. I'm impressed as well. Yeah, so I'm, I'm prepared to give him a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, he doesn't look that... I, I, I'm still not impressed, though. Oh, I was thinking a bit more being middle of the right... Yeah, kind of road. I'd, again, four. I'm, I'm going to go up to six. 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 That's pretty generous. I was thinking four before, and then I'm giving two for the Peter Cabaldi look like. Mm, yeah. Okay. So that's a total of ten. Let's tie that into the the computing machine. So for Image Facio, we've got a score of ten, and it is a weird thing, and it gives us a total of two point five. So that is. 2.5 for Imago Facio. Facius. Oh, it's been a long time since it's Facio. Yes. Okay, next round. Tempo completo. Okay, tempo completo. So, go on, hazard a guess. How long do you think he lasted? Five years. Five years? Yeah. You're being far too generous there. Oh. September 96 to January 98. Three years. 
Two years. One year, four months. Whoa, that's bad maths. One year, four months. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. So 1.4. Yeah. So put 1.3 if we decimalise the years oh, yeah. into the spreadsheet, which gives us a score of. 0.16. 0.16, which is better than some so far. Yeah. But uh, it's not a good score. It's not. So there we go. We have got to the end of Nerva. So please reveal his final score. His final score is, hold your breath, 11.66. That is poor. He is the lowest scoring emperor. By quite a margin. By a massive margin. I believe it was, was the, it Caligula or Otho? I can't remember. No, the next high scoring was, yes, Otho, 19.28. Uh, but Otho got Gene César, so maybe Nerva won. No, he's not. <coughs> Come on, we've not even gone into the round yet. Come on. Okay, sorry, let's wait. A Here bit, we go. A bit of suspense. Okay, bit of suspense. <laughs> Do they have a certain... Genesis. Okay, well let's let's not jump the gun here. No. Let's talk about this. Okay. He stopped the civil war happening. Yes, he did. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he did a lot of good things. He did. I mean, he introduced some nice laws. Yes. Um but like his, like I mentioned in his successes, he's kind of one decision doesn't well, I mean, it could give you a Gene a Gene Caesar, but did he know it would have that effect? I don't think so. No, no, you can't. You just like, oh, he's successful. He'll do. Yeah. And I get the impression. He had no choice on it anyway. Oh, did no. He? He, he was back as indication that it wasn't the choice he wanted to make anyway. So uh, yeah, I don't think we can give him too much for that. Um, I've said before, to have Genesis are you need to excel in at least one thing. And, and have a certain something. Yeah. Be remembered and memorable. Yeah. He doesn't score more than half marks in any of the categories. No, and although we don't judge it on that... We no. don't, but he didn't have that spark either. No. Otho seemed to have that spark. I think, yes. See, Otho... Oh. He scored low, but he had something. Whereas, whereas Nerva, apart from looking like Peter Capaldi, I mean, what's he got? No. No. I mean, he deserves, an, like I said, an A for effort. He yeah. really tried hard, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I He think... even offered to die... In the name of the yeah. empire, that's quite good. See, I, I'd put his name on, little, on the on the notice board that as you go in, like these are other emperors. Also, his, rants. yeah, little, little name carved into yeah. the side. Here, you know, dedicated by. Yeah. No. No. Okay, so that is official. No Genesis art this week. No. No. So that is the first of the five good emperors. I mean, that good. Well, yeah, this is what I mean by it's like, how good are these five good emperors going to be? Well, it's not a good start. It's not a good start. He's our lowest scorer and our lowest scorer with no Genesis are. He is the worst yet. And he's meant to be the start of the Golden Age. Yeah. But, but I, I guess he started in the sense that he, he made it stable. Yeah, yeah, I'll give him that. Oh, well, Trajan next week. We'll see yeah. if he does any better. Right. Thank you very much to the Rex Factor. Your pluggers really helped our listeners. Yes, thank you very much. Well, I say helped our listeners. Helped our listenership grow, I should say. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So thank you very much. Thank you to Life of Caesar, as always. Um, I'd like to thank um, the Roman and Byzantine group on Facebook as well. It's um, one of the admins, Scott Rowley. He's a very nice guy um, in Britain. He's um, helped certainly me out a lot. He's uh, shown me a lot of interesting stuff and research information. And the group's really good. A lot of clever people on there. I had, I've got a Roman coin 
and I posted it on the group, and about 20 people told me what type of coin it was. Nice. Lots nice. of extra information. That's really nice. It's a oh, good group, good. so join it if you're interested in Rome and Byzantine history. Very good. Excellent. Okay. Right. Reviews. Oh, we had another one on iTunes, didn't we? Oh, got a couple. A couple Ooh. this week. Yep. Both from America. This one is from Magister Educationalists. It's all one word, quite hard to say. Um, <laughs> uh, titled Very Funny, Five Stars. Even if you are familiar with the material, this is a very fun take on it. One guy sounds like Moss from the IT crowd. Who's Moss? Have you not seen the IT crowd? I know of it. Oh, seriously. So which one is it? Um, uh, As in which one sounds like Moss? As in which one of us two? I don't know. He doesn't say. Ooh, okay. I've been trying to work that out. Okay, I'm Jamie. I'm Rob. I think it might be me, but... You sound like... <laughs> I also apparently sound like Rick Mail. Hmm. So I would never put those two together. Maybe it is you. Say something. Something. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, if you've not seen the IT crowd, watch it. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same guy who wrote Father Ted. Yes. Yes, yes. it was. Yeah. Anyway, next review. Red Dragon 3. Much easier to say his name. Thank you. This makes history entertaining. Five stars. Rob and Jamie have done an excellent job at uncovering the little-known truth about the Emperors. Uncovering pet rocks, the fact that ancient former Vespers were around, being invited to dinner was not always a good thing, and fighting killer whales. As well, they held many pre-Emperor jobs, from military to donkey selling. I look forward to each and every episode. Thankfully, there are many more episodes to come. Well done, gentlemen. Oh, yeah, that's, that's nice. nice. That's nice. Thank you. Okay, Red so um, you need to choose... I think that I think the Red Dragon was nice. He's 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 meant he's um, pointing out specific episodes yeah. and facts, with, so we know he's actually listened to it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure the other guy. Has yeah, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, he wouldn't know what one of us. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Thank still you. Still trying to figure that out. Right. Okay. Well, thank you to both of you though. But Red Dragon Three, if you get in contact with Jamie via, via Facebook, mm-hmm. he'll send you something. And, post. and the other listener as well, your coin is is currently being made. I'm going to do some a, a load of photographs on our Facebook showing the, the actual creation of the coins. Oh. Oh, nice. How they're done and how they're being made. Excellent. I started. Look, here's, here's the. <laughs> look, listeners. <laughs> yes, look, you can see right here. Oh, yeah, I can see. Three circles. Yeah, Jamie's holding up a piece of board with some circles drawn on it, something glued to it. Is that a mold? No, that's the stuff I use. It's, oh, is uh, that? Oh, okay. it's not, obviously, I can't use metal yet. So I will be soon. This is definitely out of my area, comfort area. I'm more at home with computers. Yeah. <laughs> you your hands. Doing stuff with your hands. Yeah. Right, okay, so that's it for this week. Uh, until next week, goodbye. Goodbye. was hotter than Capri after his solar flare. I'd just finished writing up the notes of the Piso affair when she walked in. The broad was trouble you could tell just by looking at her. Her eyes screamed desperation, but her perfect lips smiled. She had the face she wouldn't want to put pants on. She talked for a long time about crazy little things, things like conspiracy helping Gaul, things like Suetonius turning us to mission. Crazy talk for a crazy dame. Okay, Nerva, I said to myself, you're a tough guy, you've been slapped twice, 
chokes, beating city with a sword, stabbing the arm until you're crazy as a couple of waltzing mice. Now let's see you do something really tough. Time to take down the coup. Again. Maybe I'll live so long that I'll forget all this craziness. Maybe I'll die trying.